Okay, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. So, I think this will be the final shear on Amir al-Nakhri and on commerce and Shabbos. We spent uh, six weeks already going through many of the halachas and the questions that come up. But we do have a few loose ends, and I saved some of the more complicated topics for tonight. I think the best way to, to uh, learn the different uh, topics is to go through a, a case study. This is found in Shailas Neshuvah's Arach Yaakov from uh, Yaakov Forsheimer in, uh, from Lakewood. And he had the following Shiloh was asked to him. So the, the setting is, you have a Yid, and I mentioned part of the Shiloh earlier, you have a Yid that owns student housing in some, somewhere that's out of the Tchum, so it's not uh, in Brooklyn, New York, or in Lakewood, it's, we'll call it North Carolina, or something, South Carolina. And the way, the way he has it uh, set up is that he has a, a realtor or someone who does showings for him, and that person's going to show the, the apartments to the new students at the beginning of the semester. And this year, that year, that semester, the first two days of the semester are Friday and Shabbos. And he knows that he's going to end up having to show the house on Shabbos. So that's, so that's what the Yid is asking his Rav, can I allow this to happen? If, if we don't show, if we only show it on Friday and on Sunday, we're going to lose out on, on you know, the available uh, renters, and we're going to have a lot of vacancy. And anyone knows... Uh, multi-family uh, property. If you have vacancy, you could you could end up having issues with your debt. And beyond having a lower income, there could be a lot more issues with with debt and with other things that are going on in the facility and in the business. And it's going to be a tremendous hefsid if we end up having to be you know it won't have full occupancy this semester. Fine, that was a Shiloh. Now to add some you know some uh, some icing on the cake, the way the real the the agent has to be licensed, but the way the uh, the one who did the showings would set it up is that he would rent buses to bus the students from the university, from campus proper, to his uh, apartment, which is off off campus, and that was a way to entice people to come. He get a free ride, and he made coffee there. It says a whole a whole uh, showing that he did to get people interested in applying for the uh, for the uh, for the apartments. Okay, so. Let's start from scratch. If we were asked to Shiloh, now that we learned some of the halachas of Amir al-Nakhri, the first question we have to ask, is this person considered a schir yaim? Is he hired for the day? Meaning the, the realtor or the person who's doing the showings, the broker, is he a schir yaim or is he a kablon? Or is he someone that accepted to do a job? So I think we could all agree, you probably, depend, well, it depends. If you, if you have a vertically integrated company and they themselves have someone on staff that does the showings, so very often that person would be considered a schiriyam if he's hired, let's say a property manager, a licensed property manager who gets paid you know, $100,000 a year and part of his uh, responsibilities is to do the showings in the beginning of the year, beginning of the semester, that person would be a schiriyam. He's hired, schiriyam doesn't have to be schiriyam, he's schirshana, he's hired for the year and basically he's owned by the, uh, by the, uh, the owner. The owner owns his time and he can tell him to do whatever he wants. You can mow the lawn one day, and tomorrow you're doing showings on the apartments. On the other hand, if it's not a vertically integrated company, you have an outside uh, local fellow who does, he, he charges you per, per showing, or he takes a cut on, as, a, as a commission, so he's not a schiyan, he would be considered a kablon. I was thinking over the week that 
sometimes in Hilcha Shabbos, it gets vague between what a Schir Yoim is and what a Kabun is. I was thinking for those that, that know a little bit about uh, what goes on in the business world when there's employee-employer disputes or frustrations, very often it's the same thing, where it's the same confusion where the worker, the employee, thinks he's a Schir Yoim, gets paid by the hour, and he doesn't, he wasn't being paid to finish the job, right? A Kabun doesn't get paid... Your mechanic doesn't get paid unless he, fi- he fixes the car. He sends you a bill after fixing the car. If he spends a few hours, he might charge you anyways. But, but theoretically, the dry cleaners, if they didn't clean your shirt, they might have spent an hour on it if they were supposed to clean the shirt. Halakhali, I don't have to pay. I'm not paying. You don't, I'm not, I don't own you. You committed to do a job. You don't paint my house. I don't pay the painter. Even though he tried very hard, I don't pay him. In halakha, is the opposite. Eschiriyoyim. He's supposed to do whatever he can, but he gets paid by the hour. He gets paid for the day, uh, independent of if he completed the job or not. As long as he was working for the day, he gets paid. You might fire him afterwards he, because he didn't do a good job. But very often you have, when it gets cloudy, where someone is hired to do tasks over the course of time, but it's unclear if that's going to ever get done. You end up having issues with, uh, and it's the same thing. Is the, is the fellow a coblin that he's getting paid to do the job, so pay him for the job? And don't be busy, you know, micromanaging his hours. Or is he paid as a schir yoyim? And, if, and a schir yoyim gets paid for the hour, or whether or not he finishes the jobs. So you really have to pick. And it could be that's, that's uh, it's interesting how it's confusing in Hilcha Shabbos, and it often gets confusing in the business world as well. So anyways, you have this fellow, let's assume he's a coblin, he's only getting paid per showing or as a broker, and he's not on salary. It's not a vertically integrated company. The problem is, let's go through the Shilas. Number one, it seems, it seems that this is an issue, that it's Kaveh Malachta B'Shabbos. The same way I can't go to the dry cleaners 30 seconds before Shabbos and give them a shirt and say, please clean this for me, knowing that I'm picking it up a minute after Tseis, Matzai Shabbos, the only way they could do it is on Shabbos. We learned, at least, uh, let's assume this is true, that that's called Kaveh Malachta B'Shabbos. We basically told him to do a Malachta on Shabbos. Even though he's not a schir yom, he's a kablin, he only gets paid for the job, kaveh malachta b'shabbos is a problem. So l'chayra, that would be the issue here, that it has to be done on Shabbos, the showings have to be done on Shabbos. Now you can ask what malachas be done with the showings, let's say there's an application and a contract, and there's a writing, or there's hiring the bus, the bus is bringing the children, the, the students. But l'chayra, that would be an issue of kaveh malachta b'shabbos. Now, what Rabbi Forsheimer does not go into, but I think it's an important part, and that is, there's a, in that sugya of Yom Hashok, which we mentioned a few times, the Beisai the, Sipaskins, the, very interesting chiddush. He says, let's say, you, uh, you have a, this, this happens here, we have a Best Buy has an outlet store in Minneapolis, and you could get like banged up uh, TVs, you could get uh, pretty much high quality electronics, but someone dropped it, or it's not down in the original box, and you could get a steep discount by purchasing it from an outlet store, from the return store, whatever they call it. But it's only open on Saturday. So can I ask my guy, my friend, Anachri, to go pick up uh, some monitors? We have a new office, go pick up some monitors, go pick up some computers, knowing that the only time he could do it is on Shabbos. So this is a Machlekes HaPaiskim. The Beis Yosef Paskins, that as long as you did not tell him on Friday, so if you went to him on a Monday and a Tuesday, and this is the Mugan Avram Paskins as well, there is no issue whatsoever 
of asking him to pick up computers for you. Why is that? He's not a schir He's not being, I don't own him. I'm paying him $5 to deliver it for me. And I never mentioned, I never explicitly said Shabbos. I never said Shabbos. I said, go pick up TVs from Best Buy, from Best Buy Outlet. So it happens to be that we know Best Buy Outlet's only open on Shabbos. But I never said anything about Shabbos. I never said anything on, about Shabbos. He's a schir, he's a cobbler, and therefore the basis of his makel, and he says it's mutter. However, the Mishabura argues, the Mishabura and Ali Rabba say that it will be usher, that a person cannot do that because that's kilu is kaveh malach de b'shabbos. But there's a machlik is magan avram and the Mishabura in this case, and before Shemar doesn't uh, seem to uh, bring this down, but lachar, that would already be one reason to be makel if the property owner never told him to, to do an open house on Shabbos. He said, do, do your regular job. Your regular job is, what we agree is, that you make sure there's students, uh, there's occupancy here. However you figure it out to do, that's your own prerogative. Get the job done. Kablonus, get the job done. And even though Yom HaShuk is Shabbos, as long as he didn't ask him specifically to do it on Shabbos, and the conversation happened before Friday, because if it's Friday, it's more near a Kishluchai, it looks like a Shliach, then the halacha is, according to the Magan Aram, it's Motin. Now the Mishaburu argues, so could be that's why Rav Forshamah didn't even bring this down, because the Mishaburu Paskin is that it's usher, that a person cannot be Kaveya. If Yom HaShuk is Shabbos, then the Mishaburu will be Machmer. This does come up regarding estate sales. Many times estate sales are only... This is, it is a little different. If somebody came on a Monday and rented out all the apartments, you would give it to him. It's not... It's not uh, he's telling you, rent out all my apartments. We know it's going to probably be on a Saturday because that's the best time. Or, but it's not. It doesn't have to be on a Saturday. So it's, it's even it's even better than the Yom Hashuk. It's compared to the Yom Hashuk, which is only on a Saturday. Meaning, you're telling to buy to buy a particular thing that's only available Saturday and something else. You're telling him to rent it all out. If he comes back. Look, I sold it all for five times the value. You'd be very happy. You don't care how he gets you. He's an agent. He's a real estate agent. Yes, yeah, he'll say he can't do it. According to Rabbi Forshaim, it doesn't, it doesn't say that. So, but once once time, once you mention, I'll, I'll say that other hetter as well. So this to go to go a little bit on a on a side shaila. So again, we still have our question of why is it not Yom Hashuk? So if it's even if it is Yom Hashuk, the Magen is Meiko. As long as you didn't ask him to do it on Friday, you asked him beforehand. He didn't mention Shabbos. All he did was say, uh, pick up. The, the clothing for me, or pick up the uh, electronics from the Best Buy outlet, even though it's only open on Shabbos. So what? Even though Yom HaShuk is Shabbos, the Beis Yosef is Meiko, as long as he didn't say it on Friday. Now, just, I was talking about estate sales for a second. Lachar, the estate sale will be a classic, that'll be the Machlekes Magan Avram and Mishabura. If the estate sale is only on Shabbos, according to the Magan Avram, so as long as you tell your, your workers, it can't be a worker, because that's a Scher as long as you tell your guy that goes on Shabbos to... Uh, to, um, to, to make sure you pick up what we need from the estate sale. That would not be usher, even though it's Yom HaShuk, as long as you said it before Friday, according to the Mishabura, since everyone knows it's only open on Shabbos, they're only doing the sale on Shabbos, that would be Kaveh Malach to Shabbos. So that's one Machlekes, and I would assume every four Shabbos Machmer, like the Mishabura, but if someone is Mekel, I guess they have the, uh, the Magan Avram, the Magan Avram to rely on, and it's a Shiloh of the And... The only, the only difference is it's your... It's your schoyers at that time. Your house is yours. Every every other case is not your schoyer. Which which case? Oh, the the the, the house is yours. You you're you're actually you're, it, it's a little different. Atmarasayin, which part? Which problem? 
but maybe even the house is yours. You're not so removed from it. So much that he can do it on his own time, but he's also doing it in your house. Right, so we probably wouldn't have the same chumrah of my house because it's a business. As long as it's outside the chum, so it's outside the chum. It's in South Carolina somewhere. But There's no yidden. But, but it's, it's still schayra. It's still your I, I'm not doing it. The nachri is doing it. But it's, it is your okay, let's let's go back to your other your other hetter. So, we had a case where I was involved in a business that they had support weekend support. Basically, they had a uh, a phone software business, and you. Your companies will, will have issues or they have to add a new account. There will be things that come up throughout the week. And of course, as from from owner of a company, you cannot have, you can't, you can't be uh, offering support. You're not checking your phone on Jabez. We're not dealing with Pikuach Nefesh here. Someone needs a new, uh, they forgot their, their password on the computer. That's not Pikuach Nefesh. You can't be Deich Shabbos, right? So most companies have outsourced or they have 24 7 support or even seven day support. And Yantif, you have even, you know, even it could be a Monday or Tuesday, but if it's Yantif, you have this issue. So, on one hand, usually the support people are not schiriyayim. They're not people that are salaried. They simply get paid to do a specific job. What it means is they check their phones, they check their emails throughout the weekend. They get paid X amount for the job to make sure all the support tickets were taken care of. If they don't finish all the support tickets or they don't do their job, they do not get paid. They're Pashas, they're called a kablanas. Even though you technically pay them based on how many hours they're going to work, they'll, have, they'll set the rate based on how long it's going to take. The police can say that would be the same as hiring a mechanic who tells you, based on the labor cost, how much he's going to charge you to, to change your oil. He, he, is, he, he himself is calculating how many hours it takes, but the point is, he's a kablan, change the oil, that's the job, so to here. Make sure all support tickets are taken care of. You do that, you get paid. You don't do it, you don't get paid. That's kablonis. It's, it's a per-contract situation, setup. Now, the problem is that if there's two issues, two, two potential issues. Number one, isn't that Shabbos? He knows that you're not available on Shabbos. So I'm telling him, do support for Shabbos. So the person saying, if you, only, if you said only Shabbos, that would be an issue of Kaveh Malach to Shabbos. But let's say, I didn't tell him anything about Shabbos. He does the weekend, and there's 36 hours, 40 hours that he's doing the weekend. So, one of two issues. Issue number one is, when he, we spoke about this last week, and we have an answer for that. <coughs> when he does work on Shabbos, he'd rather not. He'd rather that it be, be a ticket-free weekend, that no issues came in. He's sitting on the beach somewhere in Cancun, checks his phone every few minutes, nothing came in, he's very happy. Now things start coming in. Shabbos morning, he has to start working. Now he's not getting paid a, a cent more. So when he does it on Shabbos, that's a date de Yisrael. He's doing it for the Yid. He's not doing it for himself. He'd, he'd, be, he'd rather not have that. So the eights we gave last week is you pay him per ticket. Give him an extra $5 per ticket that he does. So when he does it, he's also doing it a date de nafsheim. But there's another question here. So that was last week. This week, we're introducing a new Shiloh. Why don't we say the Yom HaShuk is Shabbos? That we need him to be available on Shabbos, specifically like this case of the, uh, the, uh, the, the renter, the, someone trying to lease out the apartments to the uh, university student, students. So, Rav, Rav uh, what's his name? Rav Yosef Kushner, he has a safer called Commerce and Shabbos. In the back, he has uh, 15 articles in, in Hebrew and in, in, 15 chuvas that he writes, and one of them talks about this type of case of support or having outsourced malacha. And he says the following. He gives a very extreme example, but I think 
it's helpful to understand it. Let's say you have, you have a um, you have a service business. We fix ovens, okay? Now you dispatch your goyim throughout the week, and they they fix everyone's oven. What if they call a client, and the client says, "You can only come to my house on Shabbos." So they already dispatched the nachri. The nachri is making up the 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 um, on-site worker. He's making up when to go, and he finds out the only time he could come is Shabbos. So is there an issue of being kaveh malach to Shabbos? Now, if it's schir yoyim situation, you have a problem. Because every time a schir yoyim works, it's as if the yid is standing on top of him saying, work. But let's say they outsource it. They have a bunch of, uh, not technicians, whatever they would call it, those that, uh, that fix the ovens. Maybe it's called technician. Fix the ovens. So they are, they, they are, uh, they're kablanus. They're, they're, they're uh, only doing it per job. They get paid $400 a job, so they're a kablan. The problem is, isn't it kaveh malachta b'shavis? So here, he brings a raya from a few, a few different sources. The main maramakim would be if someone owned a bathhouse. The Shulchanara talks about, let's say someone owned a bathhouse, and they hire a nachri to be the bathhouse attendant to run, to run the place. So there's an issue that we spoke about last week. If he doesn't get paid extra on Shabbos, that when he works on Shabbos, he's only working for the Yisrael. But if you give him extra money, he gets $5 per visitor on Shabbos. It's mutter. I, we know in advance that if someone comes on Shabbos, it's a, I mean, I'm, I'm telling him he has to be open. So isn't that considered Kaveh Malach to Shabbos? So Rabbi Kushner says, and Rabbi Forshammer says the same thing. He says that when it automatically has to happen on Shabbos, that does not change the Kablon into a Sechiryayim. He doesn't become a Sechiryayim. He's still getting paid for the job. It just means that it's more similar to as if I asked him to do it on Shabbos. But if I never asked him to do it on Shabbos, and if the situation was different, as my father was saying, let's say nobody would come to the bathhouse on Shabbos, he wouldn't have to do any malacha, there would be no support tickets to my uh, outsourced 24-7 support, or there would be um, no one coming to rent the apartment on Shabbos, he wouldn't have to do any malacha. So I never was kiveh malach to the Shabbos. If I give a car to the Nachri and I tell him, you have to fix this on Shabbos, that's kiveh malach to the Shabbos. But here, I wasn't kiveh malach to the Shabbos. It's, he has to be available. And if no one comes, no one comes. So I, if someone does come, they're the ones that created the situation of malacha. So therefore, in this case, he's mako, that there would not be an issue of having 24-7 support, but two things to add. Number one, make sure it's not just Shabbos itself. They should have some time before or after Shabbos, so it's, uh, you don't want to create a situation of Yamashuk. And you have, and, and give them a few dollars per ticket that comes in. So Lecharo, we should say the same thing should apply over here. That, and this is our reforced Paskins for that part of the Shiloh, that you pay him an extra few dollars per application. Now, a broker will only make money once he signs once he signs the, uh, the lease. But here, you're telling him per application or, or per showing, you're going to make $5. So in that case, when he does it, he's doing it, a doctor did not He stays a kablun. He doesn't change from being a kablun. And we can say, I was never conveyed that he has to do the malach on Shabbos. And l'chayra, that would be the Eitzah for that. And that's how he paskins. That there will not be an issue of doing the showings on Shabbos itself. Now, what about the issue of, of uh, having the bus drive uh, the students from the from campus to the off off-site housing. So he says that will be an issue because there you're driving a bus. There's a kaveh malachti telling him, please, you're calling the bus driver in advance, telling him to do it. that will be an issue. So 
the obvious Eitzah would be, don't get involved with the bus. Just tell the agent or the one who's doing the show, he's a broker, you do however you want to do it, you figure it out, make sure we're 97% occupied start of the semester. That's his job. However he does it, he could have people taking helicopter rides, whatever he wants to be a carnival, as long as there's no Marasayan, as long as you don't you know, ask me to pay the bill, do whatever you want. As long as we 97% occupied comes first day of semester. So that's the easiest Eitzah. Then he gets into the topic which uh, Phil was, but was asking me about the other week regarding Amira la Amira. Why don't we say that when you call the bus driver, sorry, when you call the bus company and they send the bus, isn't that Amira la Amira? That you called the bus driver, the bus company, they did a dispatch, they dispatched bus number seven, go pick up these kids and bring them to the, the, the housing complex. Isn't that called Amir Lamir? Now, the truth is, Amir Lamir is a complicated heter, and not all place can go with it, but just a quick background. The Chavis Yor brings down from the Avedis Agrashuni, he brings in the Machlekes and the early Achorinim. If the same way we know there's an Isser of Amira, I cannot tell an Achri to do a Malacha for me on Shabbos, is there an Isser of Amira la Amira? Now, why would there not be an Isser? So, just to go back to the two issues at hand, when, when Chazal Asr Amir la Nachri, we learn from Rashi that it's either the Dabr Dabr, you're expressing a malacha, that'll be one issue. The other issue is shlichus. So in Lamdus, just for seven seconds, mili loy nimsir shlichus, to tell someone something and that he should tell someone else, that's never called shlichus. So if mili loy nimsir shlichus, so then the, the first nachri was not my shliach when he told the second nachri to do a malachar. For me, it doesn't work. That's not called shlichus. And regarding the dabadabra, you could say, I never told him to do a malacha. I told him to say something. Saying something is not a malacha. What malacha is it? Vidabadabra? That's also not vidabadabra. Now, Chassam Sefer did not uh, appreciate the hetter regarding vidabadabra. And look in the Bir Halacha and other achorinim, he said maybe we could be makel Arab Shabbos, but not on Shabbos itself because that's more of a vidabadabra issue. Or it's more of a maris ayin that it's nearer kishlichusai, kishlichai. Either way, the Mishnah Brewer is machmir. He does not rely on amira la amira unless it's a hefsid or before Shabbos. There might be some more flexibility, but we typically do not allow amira la amira. But let's say a person did. You wanted to go with the heter of amira la amira that I told one nachri to tell another another nachri to do a malacha for me. So some of the paiskim wanted to say the following should be mutter. Based on that, you have the case of the bus, dispatching the bus, but a more common example for a consumer, and that's what Phil was asking last time, was that you have, you're ordering something on Amazon, or you're doing overnight delivery with, uh, through the post, post office. Why don't we say it's Amira la Amira, that I told the, post, the, the lady up front to ship this to California. She's not doing it. She's telling her, uh, her staff to go ship it. So isn't that Amira la Amira? You're telling him to tell someone else. So, Lahari, that's what, uh, that's what some wanted to, to, uh, to rely on to be made. Oh, for this, and maybe you can make it for the bus driver as well. Now, interestingly, and I think it's a chiddish, Rabbi Forsheimer himself is Mako. He says when it comes to the bus driver, again, there are other eights as well, other heterim as well, but he says, maybe, maybe that would also be considered Amira la Amira. You told the bus uh, company, they do their dispatching, and that'll be mutter. He, he always only make a conjunction with other svaras, but I just want to go back to the, the shylight hand of, of uh, Amazon or FedEx driver. 
if you fill out a form online, isn't that the form just distributed automatically? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that's a that's what I think is I think so, you're right. <laughs> yeah. so, so really, it goes back to the original form. It's a, who says one guy sends to the other? It just goes where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Straight over that It has a secondary places, but it's not like it has to go to one place to send. Right. I would say three svaras. That would be the third one. The first two svaras to be machmer, number one, is if you look in the chuvas regarding Amira Lamira, it's when you told the Nachri to go tell someone else to do a malacha for you. If I tell a Nachri to do a malacha for me, and then he says, you know what? I don't want to do it. I'll ask Bob to do it. I still have the Isser of Amira Lamira. I told him to do a malacha for me. He himself decided to outsource it. That's not my, that's not, that's not help me, according to the, if you look in the, the Paiskim. That's issue number one. Issue number two, let's say you're standing uh, outside of a shul and you need to turn on an air conditioner on Shabbos. Let's say you don't have any hetter. Okay? You figure, let me do Amira la Amira. How are you going to do Amira la Amira? There's four goyim sitting outside shul and they're smoking cigarettes. And you say, hey, hey guys, hey fellows, can you turn on the air conditioner? So they all look at each other. The first one that finishes his cigarette, he goes in to do it. So is that Amira la Amira? Because I didn't tell uh, Bob, I only told uh, John. So John told Bob because they were all sitting together. It was a chevra of guys, and I told them, please do it for me. And the third issue, like, like you're saying, Todd, is that, is that when it comes to FedEx or, or, um, or a, uh, an online form, when you click confirm, that becomes a printing label, that becomes a shipping label. That is, everyone's working for you who ordered the package to go from New York to California. So therefore, I would say like this. Imagine you... If you told 30 people to go, two, 30 times to go get you your, your, your package. That's what it's like. Yes. So uh, I'll go to a different case. Let's say go to the cleaners, okay? So we all know, with Amr Shnayis, you know, like bring the, clean, you know, the shirt to the cleaners right before Shabbos when you're telling me I need it after Shabbos. So in today's, in today's business world, you almost never have the intake fellow actually doing the work. It just doesn't work like that in anything, in manufacturing, and in, 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 even in a mechanic. There's the guy who does intake, and then there's the people in the back who they don't want you to see them, but they do the work, right? So you never have any issue anymore. It's all, it's all Amira Lamira. I don't think Paiskin would say that. It's all Amira Lamira because the person who actually does the malacha never interacted with you. When I go to FedEx, when I go to... You know, you know it's the same company? It's the same company. You go, you go, you go to a clean, the dry cleaners. The lady that takes your shirt, she's not washing it. It's going to the back. Now, many places, it's not even going to the back. Starbucks. It's Starbucks. Go, go to Starbucks, right. Tamir Lamira. I didn't, they, they didn't cook the, the sandwich, but I can't eat the sandwich. Anyways, it's straight. But whatever it is, like coffee. Okay, we can talk about uh, how it's made on Shabbos. Amazon has its own drivers now. So it's interesting. It has own, but they all have the Amazon shirt, right? That's the debate. When you have a W2 uh, or 1099 workers, are they part of the company? This is a political stuff, you know, with CNN and other things. We don't want to get there right now, but but uh, it's the same Hakira. Lahaira, that's the company. You're saying it's the same company, and the lady in the front who takes the order and she gives it to the back. You're saying that's Amir Lamira? No, I'm saying no. Lahaira, it would be, but I'm saying how, how can we say that's Amir Lamira? When when you ask the company to do something for you, you're asking them as a chevra, and the chevra is doing it for you. So how can we, we use the hetter of Amir Lamira? That had to Amir Lamira, but I told Joe to tell Bob to go do a malacha for me. That's that's not Amir Lamira. So that's what uh, that's what Shlomo Miller uh, Shlita Paskins. This I was quoted by many. Uh, 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 this came up also when I had to get uh, my little puppy spayed. That the Rav of Nelavea told me that I have to do Amir Lamira. So you do Amir Lamira, 
was I had to tell I had to sell it to a guy, and then that guy had to give it Right, but let's say you went, you went to the clinic, you went to the vet clinic, and he told them to do it. And the one who does intake doesn't actually do it, that wouldn't be Amir Lamira. You ask them to do it, they do it for you. Right, ask him. You know, it's interesting, but Avi will be like, he got the ladar, you guys know how it all started? He bought a puppy. And all these halachas. Yeah, you should put out a book. People, people don't know these halachas. Avi, why don't you get uh, Rabbi Goldstein to put out a book on Hilchus pets? You have Muksa Shilas. You better come to the convention next week. There's a round table discussion of owning pets. Owning pets? I think some shuls should start having a pet sitting during during the evening because, uh, you know. You'd be surprised, by the way. I'm in the park. I'm not exaggerating. There's at least seven to eight from families that have dogs in the neighborhood. Okay. I, maybe in five years, the shuls will have will accommodate. They have a dog sitting during during Shachas. That would help, you know? At least during during Duchening. Okay. So... This time with this wasn't Amir Lamira. He was timing that when you take an Amazon package, the guy or the FedEx, he's not working for you. He's working for FedEx. The FedEx guy is not delivering your package. He's doing it because his boss tells him to. But isn't... So... so I hear, but on the other hand, you you ask Amazon to do it. So they're doing it for for you. Amazon, whoever works for Amazon, whoever works for FedEx. Okay, now, how with FedEx? We spoke about different you know, Ethereum. Nowadays, a lot of the stuff that comes locally from Amazon is an Amazon driver. You can track that. It shows it's a TBA means transit by Amazon. Right. I mean, it's a gig economy these days, and everything is shifting from that. Even uh, even nurses, where historically nurses worked, you know, at a facility 40 hours a week, and that's where they worked. That was their career in, in the nursing home world and even in hospital settings. It's a gig economy. People want to pick up hours here and there. They don't want to say that I, I work for this in this uh, hospital or this nursing home. It's a gig economy with Uber, and there's a, la- a laundry company that have the same thing, where you have people just picking up shifts. So... It's interesting. Maybe if it's outsourced, it's better. I, I, I don't know. But Halacha uh, Lamaisa, I think there's a very strong tzah uh, to say that it's not called Amir Lamira. Anyways, Amir Lamira is not accepted by everyone. The Mishabur is Mahmir. But it happens to be, Phil, in the case of overnighting packages or the like, there are other Hatarim, as we said before. Maybe there's no actual Malacha being done for you. It's all Malachas at most to Rabbanon because the Malacha de Raisa, the Nachri, is doing anyways. For the for um for everyone who's getting deliveries that day, he's driving. So what he's carrying an extra package. You have to figure out eruv and hitzah, derech hashasarabim, mishasiyachid, mishasiyachid. Maybe it's ribur shiurim. Okay, we can start thinking about other heterim, other reasons to be makol. But if it was just amir lamira alone, I think uh, there would be room to be machmir in that case. So with the bus, I would be hesitant to be makol. Although Rabbi Forshamer himself seems to be makol again in conjunction with other svaras. But the best thing would be let the agent. Do his own, uh, do his own um, scheduling. Let him figure out what to do. Now, regarding coffee, he says that wouldn't be an issue because he could have made the coffee before Shabbos. I mean, I don't know. I would think it doesn't taste good, but theoretically, he could have had a different setup. He doesn't have to cook the coffee fresh. He could have instant coffee with hot water. Okay, so he's not too worried. Either way, halacha l'maisa, he's naked at the end to have the showings for the student housing. Uh, in the beginning of, of, of the semester, it's Friday, Shabbos. If it was only Shabbos, maybe he'd be a little more machim, but since they, they, they could theoretically lease it all out on Friday, they have other heterim uh, in conjunction with what we said. It's not Yamashuk. We don't care about Yamashuk as long as you didn't ask him on Friday itself. And uh, it's not Kivea uh, Malachtoi, the Shabbos. Okay, just to conclude, 
So what do what do uh, businesses do? Now, many businesses, they shut down on Shabbos, and that's the halacha, right? A person sh- ain't going to work on Saturday, and if that's the way a person sh- uh, is able to do it, that's the best. And as you mentioned in the beginning of the Shurim, that historically the Shiloh of Chil Shabbos, usually, if you look back, you know, for Darius, it was always a question of anias, of people not having food to put on the table, and they had it in the sign of Shabbos. Today, it's in the sign of Ashiras. And I will tell you that there are different mahalchim in the Rabbanim, how to, how to deal with it. There are those Rabbanim that say, find a different job. Who says you should buy a car wash? Who says you should buy nursing homes? Who, sh- who said you should go into these uh, you know, multifamily real estate, student housing, or, or Airbnb, hospitality? How can you buy a hotel? Are you crazy? A hotel, and they're giving that buy hotels. How can you buy a hotel? That you're going to be running into so many issues. And um, you have many other ways to make a parnasa. And it's a it's a nesoyin of Ashiras, and they are machmer. They try not to get involved in the different heterim or leeways that we mention that we're going to mention the next few minutes of the share. There are others, Rav Asher Weiss, Shlita, uh, amongst other paiskim of Shlomo Miller to some extent, and the Bezin Meisharim and Lakewood. They do many of the stories for for people, and they say no. And Rav Asher Weiss says that fakert. These businesses employ. Many, many Yidin, you go to a from business conference, there's 95% of them are employees, the, the people at the conference. There's a few owners, and they own these big businesses, and they're employing half of Kleistral. So how can you say it's, a, it's only a, a, an Asoyan of Ashiras and not for Aeneas? These businesses are supporting many, many Yidin in Kleistral. Rav Ashurai said we could close up shop in all the Kailim in Eretz Yisrael and in America if we would start telling everyone to get out of the nursing home and real estate business. And he said, historically, Paiskim were Mekel when it came to, when it came to Parnassah. If Taka, there are grounds to be Mekel. And he said it wasn't always for Aniyim. It was even for people that had businesses. They were importers, exporters. And if there's what to be relying on in Halacha, especially they were always only dealing with an Isidur The only Isidur that we have in the nursing homes, we said, is Schaira. You're doing schayra with Dvar Masurim. And we gave Shurim on that, and the taka could be an issue. But when it comes to Shabbos, a person is not doing any of the Lamatas Malachas. He's not working on Shabbos. He is simply having Nachrim run his business for him. So you have Shabbos of the Rabbanon. But when it comes to the Rabbanon, there is more room to uh, be makel. So I'll just, just to uh, give a, a brief overview of three different Mahalchim the place can give when it comes to, let's say, a nursing home or, or a different business that has to be, uh, has to operate 24-7. The three different uh, uh, ways to set it up. There's a fourth one, which is basically not setting it up and going through every single shiloh and trying to find a hetter, which doesn't. It's not really uh, going, going to help because you're going to have people that are schriyoyim. You're not always going to have chayla, right? A nursing home usually has a chaylim versus assisted living facilities or senior housing doesn't necessarily have any chaylim there. They're just elderly people, so you don't have the halachic status of chayla, and therefore usually it's one of these three things. But I will point out that there is no migu here. Meaning, just because there are three different ways how to do it, that doesn't say that a person who goes into this business is okay. There's no migu, migu that I could have done a good mechira, it's mutter. You have to actually do one of these three setups. There's no migu over here. So there are three different mahalchem. The, the ancient one was what we call a hetem mechira, which is basically you sell the entire business to a nachri for a dollar. You sell it with a Kenyan Kesef, you sell it to him for a dollar, but you're not selling it for a dollar. You're selling it to him for $20 million. $20 million, down payment is a dollar, and it's seller financed. You could you have title, no problem, but it's seller financed. And uh, we have interest-only payments 
for the first uh, 150 years. The interest only payments consist of all the profits that we make this year. That's the interest only payments. So on one hand, sounds like a good mechira. You have seller financing. On the other hand, uh, what type of mechira is this? For a dollar and the interest is tied directly to profits, what type of uh, mechira is that? So already you see that it's not exactly a very strong, uh, you're not very, uh, very convinced that this is a real mechira. You have other issues. Second issue is that, practically speaking, from an operational standpoint, everyone's working for the id. They know that uh, Yoeli owns the nursing home. They don't know that some some nachri, some custodian, some shul really owns the nursing home. That doesn't, they don't know that. So you have a big issue that it's harama, and no one thinks they're working for him. Uh, additionally, there's an issue of marasayan. What, you sold it? No, no one knows that you sold it to a guy for a dollar. That would be a second issue. And the third issue... Which is an issue in, in Lee. Who's signing the check? Not him, not the custodian. So you can see he's just operating. The, the Yid is just, uh, he's a CEO, but he's not an owner. Additionally, I have an issue that, that when a person takes insurance and you have licensing, especially when it comes to a nursing home, but even real estate, when you take out a loan, all the different things that, that help you operate your business, you need license, licenses and, and um, you're signing on the dotted line that you're the owner. So if you're not really the owner, it's really seller finance to some guy, then you're really breaking the law, so to say. So that would be another issue. And uh, at the end of the day, even, the, even if this mechira would work, many places can say it doesn't help you for Hilcha Shabbos. It's brought down originally in the, uh, in the Divri Chaim, but in his second shuva on the topic, he seems to see machmer in it. So this was the ancient way. I think if you go to Bar Park, there are still some Rabbanim that do this. And if you do this, make sure the guy is still alive. Very often the guy died. Very often, many businesses were added to the uh, portfolio since the original Mechira. Someone did a Mechira in 1992. They uh, set it up with the Ruv. They had that the guy owns it. And then, 25 years later, they have 10 different businesses and ancillary businesses and verticals and all types of things, and the Nachri is long dead. So, so if, he if he dies, Arab shop is what are they supposed to do? Shut it down? What are they going to do? You have to do a new mechira. On, uh... Like, uh, he died during shop. So, you could say they worked for... If it was a real mechira, so then he worked for, they worked for nobody. Right? Or was Hefker? I don't know. So then you're coining it down Sunday? I'm not sure. Maybe in, in that case, the person would say, at least don't take the profits. Because... See, it depends how you wrote the contract. I think it uh, depends on state law of, of who... Um, What's it called? It's called... Uh, that may help. It's called Right of Survivorship, I think. Um, yeah, for those that are licensed, they have to know these things for real estate exam. But there are different ways you could buy, you, you could buy property. You could hold real estate that... that but again, that would be with partners. If he's not a partner, then... Okay, I'm not sure. Either way, that was, that's the first eight. So as you can see, there are a lot of holes to it. You know, it doesn't, we do it for Mechiras Chametz, maybe, like that. But Mechiras Chametz, anyways, we did Bittel. And the truth is, if the guy really wanted it, we'll give it to him in a second. You want, you want to buy all my cookies for market value? No problem. You could have my cookies. So it's not an issue by Mechiras Chametz. Versus here, if he wants the nursing home for market value, you don't necessarily want to sell it. Right? If, you, if a broker called you today, do you want to sell your nursing home for market value? you would probably say no. There's a reason why you're in the business. You're hoping to uh, value add, and you're not looking to sell it today. So it's, uh, there are many that are mafakthik on that. Hector number two is known as a partnership. Use, having a guy work with you and owning it in, uh, in conjunction with a guy, 
as a partner. So if it's set up properly, before you actually buy it, you have a Nachri and a Yisrael going into partnership together. It is much more easier to work it out. The Gemara describes this. You have to figure out, uh, split the profits that the guy always gets Shabbos and you get the week. And as long as you could measure it and calculate it, you don't have to, but as long as you could calculate it, you had a new there, then it would work. But if it's already owned by Yisrael, and now he wants to bring in a Nachri and, and tell him you take Shabbos, so number one, it's much more of a harama there. Number two, when he works on Shabbos, it's Amir al-Nachri. You're asking the guy to do work on Shabbos for me. Versus if you said it originally, he decided that he wants to buy the Shabbos profits as his, uh, his chilek of the partnership. So what do, what, the, third, uh, the third option is what many of the, the Heintiger Rabbanim do in Lakewood and Toronto or Shabbat Miller. Those that are writing shtaris, they usually have, it's a little complicated, but they usually have some type of management company. Uh, you, have, you have a manager or administrator or operations guy open his own LLC as the management company. He runs everything on Shabbos. So they're, all the staff are working for him because he is the management company. And he takes in Shabbos profits. So he has the hetter of of the, the fellow in the base of Merchatz or the 24-7 support that every ticket that comes in they get a dollar so he gets extra money that comes in on Shabbos you don't have an issue of Amir Lenachri because they're all working for him he himself is a Kablin who's, who's really an Aris it's an Aris Kablin he gets, he's a sheer, he gets a, a sheer of the profits that's the best way to do it he's usually licensed anyways if he himself wanted to own a home he could own it you have issues of insurance let's say or other issues but you, get, you avoid many of the issues of Amir Lenachri and many of the issues of, of Shabbos, and we spoke about this with... management companies Yeah. No, no, so you're making a new management company. You take your, uh, your administrator, you hope they don't leave after a few months, but you take your administrator, you say you have to open your own LLC, and, and I'm not sure how much they require them to actually open it up legally in American law, but the point is you set it up that they are technically a management company, they are managing the operations on Shabbos and Yantif and Pesach, and, uh, and they do the food as well. Once, once they're in it, you just let them do the food, so you don't have the issue of kashrus with, the, uh, with uh, doing schayra bedvarim asurim. And then everything's run through them. They get paid X amount plus profit-sharing Shabbos, Yantif, Pesach, so they are incentivized to keep working. I never told them to work on Shabbos. You are management. The same way you outsource uh, payroll, you could out, or you outsource uh, billing, food service, you could outsource the entire company. You outsource it that it's being operated by a nachri. They are in charge. They hire people. They fire people. Everyone in Shabbos is working for them. They are, the, they are, they are running the company for me, and they get profit sharing for Shabbos. So that's another way to do it. It's a little more complicated because if you're doing it legally, they have to open up an LLC, and you could have issues of reimbursement and other things, so many would rather just do the regular mechira, get a guy for a dollar and, you know, call it a day, but as we saw, it's not so, uh, it's not so um, halachically acceptable, and therefore this last eitzah of doing the aris, aris kabbalah, that's what the Bezim Sharm does, or the Marburger is famous for writing the shtaris and other paiskim as well, so that's... Uh, that's how we'll conclude the halachas of commerce and Shabbos. We went through many different considerations, and I think the most important part is, number one, if a person is making money, and it's Shabbos, so definitely ask a shayla. And if a person is going into a new business, you're opening up a new department, or you're, you're investing in a new business, a person should, the same way you're doing due, due diligence on cash flow and everything else that goes on, a person should do halachic due diligence and not call a rav, you know, five minutes before Shabbos that I bought a business on Tuesday and now, uh, now we have to figure out 
what I should do with Shabbos. Okay, Yashikoyach.